Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo, and I'm very excited because my guest for today is All Elite Wrestling's very own Claudio Castagnoli. What's up, Claudio? Good morning. How are you? Or good afternoon, or whatever region <laughs> you're in that you're watching this right now. I love that. Uh, West Coast, so technically Coast? still in the morning. Yes. All right. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Good afternoon and good night. Right. I will take it, Claudio. I will take it. Hey, you're coming off of a birthday. How was the celebrations? Uh, I went to work. That's how, <laughs> that's how I celebrate my birthday. Um, that's how I actually, I thought back about that. That's how, um, by the way, if I switch my focus from here to here, it's because here I'm looking at the video and here I'm looking at the camera. Um, I've been celebrating my birthday at work, I think for the past 15 plus years. So that's, you know, just another another day. I feel like I'm just used to it by now, but you don't do like anything extra on the side just to just so that you can say you had a celebration. Uh, no, I uh, <laughs> I have this weird habit that I have to work out on my birthday, even though if it's a day off, I just do something, um, which 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 I did. Uh, I went and had pizza. I guess that is that birth. Does that count as celebration? Yes, that right. definitely counts went, as a celebration. Right. I didn't have pizza. Hey, you get a favorite Italian spot. So, you know, best of both worlds, though. You work out, you get your pizza, uh, pleasure without feeling guilty. Yes. That's awesome. So, Claudio, uh, I want to go ahead and dive into some a lot of AEW because I got so much uh, that I want to ask you. But the first thing that before we get into all the hard hitting questions and whatnot, there is something that I learned about you for this year that I thought was very interesting. All right. You have had the most matches out of any male wrestler in both AEW and Ring of Honor together combined. You have wrestled a total of 63 matches. That's not including anything you do after this video. 63 matches, 49 in AEW, and 14 in Ring of Honor. Congratulations, man. How does that make you feel? Thank you. Um, we must have had the same source because I found that out on my birthday, actually. So, um it's it, um it's pretty cool because i always prided myself on uh, you know like working a lot and i had like there's like two or three years maybe four where i had like 200 plus matches every year and then uh that kind of slowed down because of you know pandemic and stuff so uh <laughs> but um even now just kind of a look and be like oh i had the, the most i think um i mean i want to give him a, sh a shout out here i think orange caster is the one that has is comes in second and the only reason i'm beating him is because i wrestled for roh as well so um but um it is it is pretty cool because uh, i it, i feel like uh, i don't want to slow down because you know like uh, you, the more you get in the groove the better you feel the better everything comes together i feel like so uh, i'm extremely proud um to be the, the workhorse still uh, oh, you know, yeah, man. Getting up there in age and still having the most matches and uh, just, you know, brushing it off like it's nothing. So, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was going to say, you haven't shown any signs of a man that has wrestled all of these matches because because you go out there and you're like, I could do this in my sleep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always said when, when people ask me when I when I think about retiring, I always like, well, if I if I feel like I'm slowing down or if people tell me like, oh, man. You, you used to be good, and now it's just not anymore. <laughs> and then it will kind of be time to stop. But so far, that's not been the case. So I'm 
I'm pretty happy. And um, yeah, when I, when I found that out, I was like, all right, now let's, let's have 70 next year. <laughs> yeah, so you're just like, I'm going to double it or do more, whatever you need to do. But, uh, you know, that that's got me thinking because you're coming out here and you're like, you're killing it. And you're going out there and you're having all of these matches. Your good friend, John Moxley said something about you in a press conference, I think, I think last year or this year, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. He said that he thought that you were probably an alien because you were way too smart. You know four languages. You're way too strong. You're way too fast. And I absolutely love that he described you as an alien in that way. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, um, I guess it's a compliment, right? Um, <laughs> although, although I think I'm very much from this earth. Um, although sometimes I, you know, feel like um, I don't know if I belong, but um, it's it's really cool to have um, people you look up to and people you've been friends with for a long time um, speak highly of you or give you a compliment. And um, I feel like that is definitely a big compliment. Um, I <laughs> I don't think. When I look at myself, I don't feel like I am any of those things. So, um, you know, as long as uh, that's the image I'm portraying, I guess I'm doing my job just right. I was going to say, man, because we have like wrestling fans that have been following your career now for 20 plus years, have seen you do all of these insane things. And we're like, how does he do it, man? Uh, so the fact that you're like, oh, I don't see myself that way. I'm like, what? Well, um, so I feel like consistency is a big key. Um, you know, whenever people ask me like advice in wrestling or working out or whatever it may be, um, I think a lot of times it comes back to consistency. And like we've talked about that before with the uh, amount of matches that I had. And to me, that's a big part of being consistent. And if, you know, when people are saying, how, how do I get better? I'm like, you, you have to wrestle more. Like you, like, it, it's the same with anything. Like, how do I get better at any part of life? It's do, doing it more, right? Like, do, how do I get better at working out at like, I don't know, languages, whatever you want to do. It's like drawing, art, reading, like you just do it more. And for me, I definitely want to keep the reps high when it comes to matches um, and uh, the reps high when, when it comes to anything. And like you said, over 20 years, I would like when people look back at my career, not just be like, oh, the first 10 years were great. And then, you know, it trailed off or like he had that little lull in the middle, like it needs to be consistent. And I feel like my fan base, um, what they appreciate about me, I hope, is that it is consistent. They know when I'm in a match or when the match gets announced or when they see me come see me live, they know they will consistently get the best version that they can. And I feel that is really 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 important um because you know it it's not cheap to go out to any event and it's you know like or to just to spend time i feel like nowadays even if it doesn't cost a lot of money to just spend your time at a product like uh there's so much to consume like from like youtube to streaming to regular tv like if you spend your time and give your time to me, I would like your time to be, you know, that to be worth it. And I feel like that consistency is very important that, you know, like you're going to get something good, not that you're going to be disappointed afterwards. So for me, in order to do that, uh, you can never be complacent and you can never like 
rest on your laurels. So I never want to look at myself as like, oh man, like I'm great. I don't need to do this today. You know what I mean? So like to me, it's always like, no, um, stay hungry, uh, stay humble. And uh, you know, like you kind of, even if I don't want to work out, I feel like I have to because there's people who like expect something of me. And I feel like that uh, helps me to be very grounded. And the friends I keep, you know, like uh, there's like Moxley and Brian, and we always talk about how cool it is to do what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for so long. Um, I've done it for next to nothing, with next to nothing. And now I'm kind of doing it on TV. So it's pretty cool. So I just kind of, yeah. So, you know, we're talking Very long about long-winded answer, sorry. <laughs> no, I love it because it just gives me more insight as to, you know, how, how you feel about it. So with, with that being said, you know, we're talking about 20 plus years in pro wrestling and you kind of mentioned your legacy and wanting all of, for, for people to look back and be like, man, all of this was awesome. So, you know, you'd spent about what, like 10 years in WWE, you're out here, uh, you're out here now in AEW and you've been with AEW now for a year and a half for you. Has it been what you expected when you signed to AEW? What has that one year and a half that experience been like for you? I mean, I've, I felt like I needed kind of a fresh start. Um, and I feel like that's exactly what it, what it has been. I've done, um, a lot of things that were, uh, new and different and not necessarily in my wheelhouse uh so to speak i've been in the two blood and guts i've done uh, uh stadium stampede i've done anakin in the arena uh i've done i've done a lot uh, I, I took my first uh fall into thumbtacks uh within a year and a half so um it's been it's been quite different i was in the ring with a former ufc champion and josh barnett so um, to me, it's been um, a whole bunch of different, and um, you know, it, that's exactly what I, what I wanted to do, and uh, to be surrounded by you know guys like Mox and Brian and Yuda, and just do Blackpool Combat stuff things, <laughs> whatever that means, which is essentially whatever we want to do, um, has been has been so much fun. So here's the thing. When you were in WWE, there was this period of time where a lot of people were like, you guys need to push Claudio more. You guys need to push well, Cesaro uh, at the time. Uh, you need to push Cesaro more, push him more. And there was a lot of people vouching for you. And in that time, uh, for you to go from how things were in WWE, where you were always sort of waiting for that like big, big moment to happen, for that push to happen, and now being in AEW, do you feel like we're, you're finally getting – you're finally able to really show the people who you are and maybe something that you wanted to show uh, when you couldn't, when you were back in WWE, like what's the difference in terms of like what you're being able to show the fans? Um, so here's the thing. I felt like I was able to show the fans what I'm about always. And I feel that was the reason why, they reacted the way they did and they supported me the way they did because um, they saw what I stood for and what I represent even probably before I realized that. Um, and that's, I feel like, is the fan base 
it's so loyal because they've been there for so long and they've seen, you know, the ups and downs if you want it. And then, you know, when you kind of like get older and look back, uh, <laughs> so, but then you kind of realize, like you said, like, there's so many people who are like, oh man, I wish this would have happened or that would have happened. Or, you know, they just look at the, the peaks and they just look, what is the next peak? What is the next big thing? Like, why didn't I win this? Why didn't I do that? And that's what I kind of like realized that like, no, you need to enjoy the journey because, um, you know, you talk to so many people and they always say like, oh, I wish I had a better this, a better that, one more this, you know, it's like it's, the most successful people, they're always like, wish I would have had one more, like one, one more match or one, one more title or one more this. And I always think that's kind of sad because some people never have that experience, but they're still, you can still be happy because if you just enjoy what you have and, um, the people you do affect, I feel that is that is that is very powerful. Um, and then you also like I feel like approach every day differently because you know nothing comes for granted. You know we've seen it all like especially this year recently with you know uh, some people passing and you know some people like um, uh, you know I hope you get better soon, Kenny. Right? I mean that's not, another thing. It's just life happens. And then it all can be over really, really fast. So um, I just thought like, okay, I want to do the best that I can with what I'm given at any time because uh, none of us ever have the perfect setup. Or if it happens, it happens very, very rarely. And even if we see people that we think, man, they have it perfect or they have the perfect setup or they have the perfect run or whatever it may be, um, been around long enough to see that at any level there's frustration at any level there is things that could be better there's things that could be worse so um to me i was just like well i have so many fans that are behind me you know they brought the cesaro section signs uh which i'm eternally grateful for um because that was something that happened organically and every time uh, they wanted to plant it i just told them straight up no i was like uh, that's not happening because i was like i want that to be organic because like even if it's just five, I don't care. But like, it will be better than, you know, fifty that were handed out. So that um, that was always a cool thing for me. Was like, that's something with you, me and my fans that nobody will ever be able to take away from me. And I rather look back at those memories and the stuff that we created, as in we as the people that watched and me as a performer, because that's kind of. Um, you want to create moments, right? Like when I ripped the beach ball, like people still talk to me about that and people still remember that. And that's something that like, I did it and the people reacted and that's a moment that people remember and nobody can take that away and nobody created that except us. So like to me, that's as valuable as anything else. So I kind of started looking uh, at my career like that and I was like, okay, what's the most moments you can create uh, with the stuff that you have under your control. So I kind of, to me, um, again, very long-winded answer to your, to your question, but um, I always try to show the best that I can for the people who support me, and I continue to do that in whatever capacity um, I'm allowed to. And I feel like lately, um, 
you know, with AEW, it's it's a little bit different. Things work differently. You have different creative avenues. And I feel like, for example, uh, just recently in the Continental Classics, um, people loved the, um, the kind of like post-match interviews from a lot of the guys. And I feel like, you know, uh, that shows a different aspect and it gave me a different chance to show a different part of me that people may have not seen before. So uh, there's always some stuff that... Um, you know, you want to improve, you want to get better at, and you want to show your fans. And to me, that's um, that's what you need to do. And I'm very glad that I had the chance to do that. I'm, I I'm love that mindset. <laughs> no, yes, I feel like that's definitely like the right way to like look at it because you're right. There's all of these different things that sometimes are out of your control. Like you mentioned, things happen in life. So I feel like you should definitely consider yourself like with everything, not just for you, but for everybody, like with what you are able to do, like that within itself is like this blessing. So getting to um I want to go ahead and shift into Continental Classics. You just mentioned it. Uh, a really, really great tournament that AEW has put together with top-notch competitors. I mean, you got to go in there with Andrade, with Brian Danielson. Loved uh, seeing you guys go to the time limit draw. That was awesome. Uh, Daniel Garcia, young guy in this who's been killing it. Eddie Kingston, Brody King. Uh, all of these people that you got to mix it in with. What was your impression when you first heard of the Continental Classic that this was going to be happening? And how did you feel getting to take part in the first one and in the tournament of this caliber? Um, I was very excited, you know. Um, <laughs> right before I uh, joined AEW, uh, I was I was extremely close, like <laughs> probably a couple of days away uh, before doing the G1 for New Japan. And I always want to do the G1. And I still own one, I feel like. So um, to do the Continental Classic, um, I was super excited. And it also, to me, um, I feel like I'm at my best when I get into a routine, so to speak. And with the Continental Classic, it's like, you know you wrestle every week. And like then again, like looking back, I was like, I pretty much wrestled every week multiple times. Uh, <laughs> so uh, to, me, to me, it's always like, okay, every cool. And then I looked at the both groups and uh, like all the talent announced, which is awesome. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah. There's like, there's not one person that I wouldn't want to be in the ring with. And then um, I saw the, the brackets or whatever. And I, you know, the blue group and I'm like, this is like, every single competitor is like top level. Every single competitor, it's going to be fun and a big challenge and every match is going to be different. Right. So um, I think, I mean, the gold group was, fun to watch as well but i feel like the blue group just had like so many different styles and competitors in it and it was so much fun not just for for me i feel like my you know fellow competitors as well and for the, the viewers because you kind of knew what matches you were getting i mean like you knew what the matches were like right when you look at it, you're like oh my god i'm gonna get all those matches but you didn't really know quite when you know so it's like it's it's still that like cool and then it gets announced and it's cool and you can look forward to it. Um, and then of course it all came down to the last day, which was a lot of fun. I feel like for, for everybody watching and it's not quite over yet. So it's, you know, it's been a very good thing uh, for AW and, and the fans. And I just brought it down to, to me, what wrestling is because it's fun. It's sports, it's storytelling. And um, you know, I, You've seen all the guys do like the the interviews and the promos and then like the matches and it's just 
everybody put their heart and soul into it and you can tell. So I want to take a second and talk about Brian Danielson. I mentioned that match that you had with him on collision. And I mean, you and him, God, it's countless matches throughout the years and multiple promotions and to be back and obviously working with him now in the Blackpool Combat Club in AEW. What has it meant to you to be able to continue that friendship in this new company with Brian? And then also a two part question. I wanted to get your thoughts on him about to finish off rounding out the final year of his full-time wrestling career, because I'm sure you more than anyone know, Hey man, that's not an easy thing to do. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on both of those things. Um, well, I was super excited. Like, um, you know, when I, when I joined the AEW and it was the Blackpool Combat Club, I was like, Oh yeah, it just like, people ask me, how do you feel? I'm like, I feel like it's just right. Like it just, yeah, yeah. I, just, I get up another day and it's, like I've always been part of it, you know, and 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 uh, with Brian again, like I've known him for almost twenty plus years now, uh, all over the world. Like you said, we've been in the ring, um, all over the world, and like just also just hung out and traveled together for so long um, that it's been so much fun, um, you know, just being around him a lot. And uh, you know, I always mention the the BCC group chat because it seems to get people jealous that they <laughs> that they're not in it. Um, uh, there's also a, a, a BCC book club, I think, that just got founded. So yeah. Wait, um, did that just start? I mean, we just we just started our first book that we we're all reading together. So yeah, I think that's going to be a thing as as well. Because I know Brian said that he reads three books at the same time. So is he making you guys do this, or was this uh, like a joint thing? No. So I feel like uh, so so Brian has been reading for for a long time. And he reads a lot of books. Uh, I think he reads like at least one a week or something like that, which is incredible. Um, I just started reading a lot more this year. And I know uh, Mox reads quite a bit as well. So we were just kind of like, oh, what if we just kind of do a book club thing? We just all read like a similar, like the same book and then talk about it. And we were like, oh, sure, yeah, why not? So uh, we're forcing Yuda to read as well. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, like Yuda was always reading, but, you know, we're just um, now doing this kind of thing. So. What book uh, are you guys doing? The first one, what is it? Uh, it's something about, uh, I just started it. Uh, it's something about like unlocking your own genius uh, book on like creativity and uh, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know the exact title. Um, I'll, I'll let John know. He can, he can <laughs> let you, he can like, like a lower frame or something in there. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's something like that. And then um, that was, uh, I think Brian suggested it. Um, my book would be a lot sillier. It would be like, I don't know, like bad puns, you know, for the new year or something like that. Um, so it, it, that just kind of sums it up how much fun it is. It's been with, with Brian. And then, uh, to, to your second part of the, of the question, um, you know, if, 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 if this is his last uh, year full-time wrestling, I'm extremely happy to have had that match with him. Um, because we were kind of talking, it was like the last couple of matches we had were in front of uh, nobody or screens in the Thunderdome era. And then before that, it was like tag matches and this and that. But like singles-wise, I think it was like a gauntlet match years ago, like 2014 or 15 or something like that when I was still with um, Zeb and Swagger. And then obviously, you know, before that Ring of Honor. So it, it's been actually been quite a while. And um, I mean, I was extremely happy that I was able to wrestle him for that long in front of an audience on TV and uh, just go in there and have fun. And, uh, you know, like if he can do it again, like uh, 
I would obviously love to, but if not, I feel like, you know, if Brian's kind of going, you know, if this is his last year, he's just going down the list of fun stuff that he wants to do. And I was glad to have been part of it. Not so glad about that draw since he cost me the tournament, but you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. Oh my God. I think it's awesome though, that you guys have been able to have this, like such a long history with one another. Like it's very, very cool. Um, speaking of the continental classic and him costing you all of that, uh, you're definitely going to be at AEW world's end in a very cool match, eight man tag team match. Uh, of course yourself, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe, Daniel Garcia, uh, taking on Brody King, Jay white, Jay lethal and Bruce. Oh boy. I'm yeah. stoked for this. I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. A mix of styles. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see what this is going to look like. Uh, tell us about your thoughts heading into this match and, and how you felt when this matchup was announced. Um, it, it was it was fun because uh, we were kind of talking on um, like after the Canelo Classic ended on Saturday. We were like, oh, you know, it would be sweet if because like, I think, um, you know, just that. You know, obviously, there's the semifinal and the final, and it was like, oh, and just like a hodgepodge of everybody else, just in a fun multiple man match. And then it got announced, and I was like, oh, this is this is awesome because um, it's just kind of a continuation of the Continental Classic or the C2, as the as the kids call it, right? Um, <laughs> I'm all I say the kids. Um, I just I just pick up a little bit of lingo here and there, and then I try to seem cool. Um, but yeah, um, I'm extremely excited because again, there's there's people that I haven't been in the ring with, with um, you know, like Jay White and Roosh. So it's, it, I mean, what the fans can expect is just fun. <laughs> it's gonna yes. be. I'm gonna have a blast because I'm also teaming up with Brian, who always has something up his sleeve. Um, whenever he gets that mischievous look of his on his face, I'm like, all right, um, he's <laughs> uh, he's the reason I uh, got not booked for pwg for like four years or something what why so well he got that mischievous look in his eye and uh he was like what if he just uh you know uh then we proceeded to have a, a match that was about 14 minutes long and consisted of a 13 minute headlock and uh the crowd thought it was great big crowd reaction you know um i thought it was great he thought it was great uh, you know, but uh, PWG was trying to sell a lot of DVDs, and I don't know if a 14-minute headlock, uh, you know, at that point, uh, <laughs> they thought would sell a lot of DVDs. So I kind of got put on the shelf for a couple of years. Um, yeah, but then I came back and became the PWG champion. So I guess it worked out for me. And because I've been talking about this match a lot, and Brian has been asked about that match a lot too, I hope they sold their fair share of DVDs of that match. So right. Yeah. In I the think like run, curiosity got people. Yeah, I feel like in the long run, it completely, it completely worked out. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was um, that was like when he gets that mischievous look. He was like, he's trying to do like dares with people, you know. He was like, hey, um, what do you think about the fifteen-minute headlock? And like, I'm not the one to be dared, so I'm like, yep, let's do it. So. Is that the craziest idea that Brian has uh, pitched to you or mentioned oh, no. or done? What would you rank up oh, there no. in terms of the craziest? Oh. Well, the craziest I can't can't really say on the air. Um, <laughs> but he, has, he has a lot of crazy ideas, um, but also a lot of just like fun stuff. I think uh, just just the other day at TV, uh, they were trying to do who can stick the best 360 jump. So it just became like a competitive uh, competition in a locker room. So he's just 
it's just like a lot of a lot of stuff like that, which is like a lot of silly things that we do to just pass time. And uh, he's a, he's a great instigator. Um, so yeah, and then of course you know I'm a I just stir the pot and it, it just it's, you know it's it it's always a good time when he's around. I love it. I was about to say, I wish I think myself and the viewers would love to be just like a fly on the wall, uh, getting to see what's going on in the BCC locker room. What's going well, on today? We're always up to no good in some way, shape or form. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, I want to spend some time to talk about uh, moments in AEW that you've had. Because, I mean, things started freaking huge for you. I mean, you literally, first match, Zack Sabre Jr., you've gone on to do blood and guts, uh, uh, the anarchy in the arena. I mean, there's just so many different things that uh, you've gotten to do. We mentioned the tournament. For you, like, what has been your top favorite moments so far in AEW? Man, I mean... There's been so many, and you you mentioned you mentioned a lot of them. Uh, I guess just from a enor big word enormity is that even a word, or did I just make it up? Either way, I think you know, I've heard it somewhere before. <laughs> just, just from that standpoint, I would say uh, fighting in the Royal Box in front of a sold out Wembley Stadium has to be has to be in the on the on the on the top list. Um, you know, when he was like, okay, so um, who wants to fight up in the Royal Box by the Royal Seats? And I'm like, oh, I'll do that. So um, that was a lot of fun. But then again, like there was so many, so many things that you, that you mentioned, you know, like the, I, I, I did two blood and guts. And it was literally from um, resting Zack Sabre Jr. on Sunday. I did like a powerlifting competition on Monday. And then on Wednesday, uh, we did the first blood and guts where I swung Jericho on top of the cage, which again is another... Um, you know, thing that people remember, uh, which was great because at first when I climbed up there, I was worried, you know, when we went there the day before to just climb on the cage and kind of look at it, I was worried. And then uh, when we did it in the match, I was not worried. I think he was. Uh, <laughs> so because, uh, you know, like you, you're up there about 20 or 30 feet, however high that cage is, and then you just thrown over the edge you know a bunch of times i guess it's terrifying um i wouldn't i wouldn't want to take it so credit to him um you know that i'm curious about like the footing for you because you're on top of the cage it's not a mat so you've yeah. got the holes and you know you gotta do the so thing there, there's holes there's trusts there's ropes there's metal things there's just a whole bunch of stuff up there that i was like ah and you know there's only a certain area that you can do it because then there's you know stuff coming up. Like I said, like there's a whole bunch of stuff up there. So that's why I was kind of worried. But then when I started to rotate, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is no problem. Um, and then uh, you know, <laughs> but he only sees you know this. So <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got a different view, <laughs> man. Yeah, 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 different view. And then I proceeded to run around on the cage on top, which I guess uh, you know was not <laughs> got people worried too. Um, but yeah, that and then you know um, Vegas. Uh, I got this. I got this cool picture of me giving. Um, I think it was Mad Jacks the pile driver with like uh, um, Excalibur, the not the announcer. Um, is it Excalibur? No. What's the pyramid? It, I think it's Excalibur. Uh, the, the pyramid is the Luxor. Luxor. There we go. Yeah. Why do you think Excalibur is next door to? Luxor? Yeah, yeah. It's the one with the Excalibur is the castle one. Castle. Yeah. There we go. But I have like that with the the Luxor in the background. So I was like, oh, cool. Like so, again, like little things that I just think are really cool that amuse me and 
hopefully some <laughs> some of my fans. Um, but yeah, so there, there's been a lot of that. Um, the K, uh, I think I was, uh, I know I was in there first for the, for both blood and guts is like over an hour. Um, that was fun, and then again, you know, the all ins, and then even the 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 Ring of Honor matches, you know, like the title matches, the matches I had uh, here in Orlando. Um, it's just, it's so much fun and so many different styles and experiences that I just thought were great. No, I think it's been incredible. And to think that you've done all of that in just like a year and a half, it's pretty damn crazy because it's like, all right, there's still plenty more to come. Uh, so, Claudio, I want to go ahead and dive into our 10 question uh, game. I'm going to ask you just 10 random questions. You answer them however you please. Uh, right. I'm really excited. There's some fun stuff in here. Here we go. Right. Question number one. You have had two five-star matches. Two of them came this year. Uh, what was your reaction to that? I, I didn't even know. Oh, <laughs> I guess, really? I guess I guess somebody told me like after or something, and I was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really I don't really pay attention to those things. Um, but the but the fun part, I guess the fun part was uh I guess one of them was my new chip. Japan. Yes, it was the uh, you had the 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 New Japan Dominion uh, match that you had the six man tag. Yes, and I guess that was uh, after the travel day from hell where I was uh, on the like my flight to Japan got canceled, and then I went on like three other flights that one of them got delayed, one of them got canceled, and then I made it. Like I arrived like thirty minutes before that match at the at the arena. It was literally it was like. 30 or 40 minutes before the match I arrived. So, um, and I just like, I got off the plane and I, they're, they're, they're so nice. They brought me some like rice and chicken because, you know, I haven't eaten, you know, in 48 hours or whatever. So uh, I just kind of, yeah. And then uh, we did the match and yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, let's, let's go back home, I guess. And then, and then somebody told me that later and I was like, oh, well, I guess I should arrive late all the time. I right. I was going to say with 30 minutes in and all of a sudden you're like, I got a five star match. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the other five star matches that you got? Uh, no, probably not. No, no it's no. the double or nothing uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. Double or nothing. That was. Uh... Yeah, that was the uh, anarchy in oh, the, arena. the arena. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yes. All right. That was the other one. OK. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Question number two. I just had an interview with Mansoor, and we he spoke about the match that he had with you at 2019's Crown Jewel and the political pressure that came with that match. He wanted to get what your perspective on that match was. He wanted to get my perspective? Yes. Oh, um, I was excited. I mean, I was super pumped because... Um, I mean, he won the battle royal, or he was he won the battle royal. I think the the show before, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yes. And then this was his first singles match, and um, I mean, you know, like they love him. They, they, I mean, he was giant baby face, and I thought it was awesome because um, it's always fun to wrestle the hometown guy, right? And um, I didn't know that much of him, but I asked a bunch of people that knew he was good, you know. So like. It was just funny because I knew he was good. And then like within like 10, 15 minutes of speaking with him and going over some stuff, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. But I think what he's talking about is like, I don't think a lot of other people knew. So it was like a lot of like, I got like texts from people. They'd be like, hey, he's going to be all right. You need to be at rehearsal now. And it's like, 
you know, seven hours till the show starts. I'm like, no, I'm going to go to eat. Like, we're going to be fine. Like, <laughs> like, let me do my thing. And it's like, they just want to do like go over everything a lot. So like, I think that's what he was talking about because they were just like, you know, like we need to go over it again and go over it again and like go do the, like they had like a practice ring set up or whatever. And I'm like, no, we're, we're like, we're going to be fine. He's, he's, he's good. He's really good. Like just, and then uh, it turned out really good. I mean, you know, he's, like I said, he's great. And then he went on and had a, another awesome one with uh, Dolph. I feel like the, the next show. Yeah. But um, I always thought he was, um, and he still is really good. You know, even um, like after when he finally got called up to the, to the main roster, um, I thought he showed a lot of potential. And even then when he did the, um, the model thing, I feel like he, again, did the most with that so yeah but like that pressure was just like it was they were kind of honest to like, like okay need to go rehearse again do this again do this again make sure it's going to be good and i'm like yeah it's gonna he's he's great yeah well he also wanted me to tell you that he was very very thankful uh for what you did for him that day so i wanted to make sure to pass on oh, the message thank you. no no that was thank you very much i thought i thought he was um he was awesome he did you know it again like i have this thing to where like uh I wrestle a lot of the guys in their hometown or home country. And that's just, it's awesome because it's like, that's so, because I wrestled, I got to wrestle in my home country a bunch too. And I'm super grateful for the guys I wrestled there. You know, it was uh, Santino, I think, on the, in the first match. And then it was actually Andrade at the, the last time I went to Switzerland. And I I'm super grateful to, to them. I think I wrestled Swagger there too. Um, but then like, you know, with Monceau, I was like, no, this is, this makes perfect sense. Like this is, this is their guy and he's great. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad he enjoyed it. And yeah, there's nothing to thank me for, but yeah. I love that. Uh, question number three, in regards to the big swing, who has gotten the dizziest from that? And have you ever gotten dizzy? Uh, there's a lot of people that hate it actually. Um, there's a lot of people that get dizzy from it. Um, you can see uh, them just like grabbing my leg immediately and try to like wiggle out of it. And I usually don't let them. Uh, so there's a lot of people. Um, uh, uh, Matt, uh, Big Daddy Magic was one of them, just like yelling and screaming at me from like, I think we were not even a ro uh, half a rotation in and he was already yelling at me. Um, uh, 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 Brody Lee used to hate it. He used to curse me out the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. So we would just always, yeah, we always got into it beforehand and afterwards. It was it was great. He just hated it so much. I always remember that. Um, I I don't really get dizzy. Um, when I got dizzy is if I have to um, if I have to swing multiple people in a row and I have to look around where the next one is, then I usually get dizzy. Because you lose like your focus, right? Like you have like your eyes set in one exactly. spot, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, if, if I do it long, like my legs get tired. And that's pretty much it. Oh my God. Okay. This one kind of goes in with this question, but question number four, have you had any crazy moments in terms of like when you're showing your strength um, with guys like Mark Henry, the great colleague at the big show where you felt like it was too much, like who was the hardest? Like it was just too hard to, to do it. Cause I know you did all of it on all of them. Like when you did the great colleague, the big swing, like that was crazy. Yeah. I think that was the hardest because the great colleague. The, giving the swing to Greg Kali was was the hardest, I would think. Um, just because he's, I mean, he's a giant, right? So, like, uh, there was, like, a house, uh, house show that I tried to swing him and I failed. And then I just got so mad that I actually did it. But it was just one of those, like, 
it's just that's so hard and um you know i i always uh you know you always need to do like count on your strength towards the end of the matches right so it's like extra hard but it's also extra fun and um you know uh guys like mark henry big show and Kali, like um again like they're all awesome and i'm very thankful that they were so cool with me <laughs> You know. Man, I still remember when you uh, eliminated the Big Show out of the Royal Rumble. Um, excuse me, the the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, from WrestleMania 30, and I was just like, bro! And then everyone like erupted because it's like, how the hell did you not only like lift him up, but then get him over the actual ropes? Thank you. Yeah, that was uh again. Big Show is awesome. Big Show is like probably one of my favorite. You know, he's he's so talented, and I feel like overlooked sometimes. And like people know he's talented and how good he is, but. I, don't think people realize how good he is and um you know that moment again like we were talking about before of like what i'm grateful for like that's one of the moments that's like one of the top moments in my career and it was always going to be special but again like the fact that i'm me i was able to make it special in my way if that makes sense and um people remember that moment and i felt like I felt it in the moment, and when I watched it back, you know, years after, because I can't watch it right back, uh, you can see the whole stadium just stand up. And it's like, oh, my God, he picked them up. And then, like, the walk forward, and it's just like, you can just see everybody standing up. And, like, that moment is so, like, again, like, special to me. And then here's a curious fun fact for you. I'm the only one right after that picked up the Under the Giant Memorial Trophy. Oh, no one, and they just took the picture next to it, huh? Well, well. so, like, what happened is, like, I lifted it up, right? And there's a picture of me lifting it. I'm the only one to ever lift that trophy of everybody that won it because it's so heavy. Like, that base is, like, solid. It's solid and so heavy. And I grabbed it. And as I'm grabbing it, they're like, dude, you can't lift it. It's too heavy. And I'm like, I already committed. I look like a fraud if I don't lift it, right? <laughs> so like, here I am, like all spent. I think I had two matches that day, and I, I lift it, and like, I'm like, oh, okay, it's it's okay, but I can lift it. So I, I like lift it over my head, and I hold it, and hold it, and then I put it down, and I post next to it, and then uh, yeah, but um, yeah, that thing was so heavy, and that's why like everybody else, it's just kind of like it was put next to the ring, and everybody just kind of stood next to it. But again, that's something else I'm proud of. I'm the only one that lifted that sucker. So yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, you should definitely be proud of that. I think John Moxley was on to something, Claudio. <laughs> he might be on to something. We've got yeah, some theories to support this. <laughs> uh, question number five: uh, What is your favorite Seamus story or memory? Oh man, how much time do we have? He's the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Um, He's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, you know, we're still we're still really good friends. He still calls me with like the craziest stories. Um, there's oh man, I could I could tell one, but I'm not going to do that. Um, it happened very recently. If you ask me in like five years, I'll tell you. If you remind me next time we talk, I'll tell you the story. But I feel like now it's a little bit too soon. Um, but uh, th there's so many. He um, uh, there was one time where uh, it was Survivor Series in Toronto, and I had the tearaway jacket, but I forgot to unbutton the front button, which is like the only actual button that you have to unbutton before I rip it off, and I forgot. So I'm like getting stuck halfway through, and then I have to like rip it over my head, and in my mind it takes like you know 
10 minutes to rip that thing off. It was probably only like two seconds. So like I rip it over my head and I'll go up. And like the first thing I see is just him like just on this just dying laughing next to me. So yeah, like that's um that and then like you know, there's just so many, so many fun memories with him because he's always he's such a good guy. Uh, he has such a big heart. And he he's another one that like he always goes a hundred percent. Like he does not know like, you know, a lower speed than full speed. And uh it's very motivating too, because you know, you you cannot you cannot do anything less because he's just always going and he he still does so yeah that's awesome man uh question number six what moment in wrestling has surprised you the most and this could be like from your career or from like a fan perspective uh anything um i don't that's a really good question and i don't have a definite answer i think the thing that may be is how big the reach of wrestling is and how many people's lives it actually touches in one way shape or form um you know i still have people come up to me and talk to me about any part of my career and they're like oh man he used to watch it when i was a kid which makes me feel old but also it's like you know you, you you're part of somebody's childhood you're part of somebody growing up you're part of somebody and they're like i used to watch it with my parents grandparents whatever it is so it's like and it's so global and so everywhere and like I feel like everybody watched wrestling at some point and um i feel like that's maybe what surprised me and uh, maybe the most grateful like of how uh big the reach actually is because you know i never started this to, to be famous or anything i just started this because i love it and like to be to touch so many people's lives i guess um that's pretty special that always surprises me you know people come up and talk to me so yeah. It's true, though. It really, really is true. Uh, question number seven. Who are your top three favorite people to wrestle? Oh, man, I don't. I don't think I can give you a top three. Uh, I, I'll, I'll do this. I give you the top three of people that come to mind right now. today. Okay. Because, like, you know, it's one of those like it will just change, uh, you know, tomorrow. Uh, I guess Brian, I'll put that in there because I just I just wrestled him. Um, uh, I guess I put. Uh, Seth Rollins in there, and then uh, Mox. Nice. So, so, so Brian, just to give you a little bit of explanation, but Brian, just because I wrestled him, we talked about him a lot. That's how my brain works. And then I was like Rollins because we wrestled a whole bunch, including at WrestleMania. And then that triggered Mox because there was like uh, we were married, me and Seamus, to them, to him and Mox for like a year straight, and we wrestled all over the world in one of my favorite tag matches, like that nobody ever saw. Uh, it was like half an hour to 40 minutes of just pure awesomeness. And yeah, it was just one of those. It was like, there's so much fun, just so much fun everywhere in the world. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I will never forget that swing on Seth Rollins too at WrestleMania. I mean, like that was freaking insane. One of those moments where it was like, is he still going? He's still going. <laughs> uh, question number eight. Is there anybody you haven't wrestled yet that you absolutely want to? Uh, yes, there's, there's a, there's a lot. Um, uh, and like to give you names is uh, really, really hard right now because um, what happens is like I will see somebody wrestle or I'll hear about somebody like, oh, yeah, him too. Um, okay, so just the top of my head, um, uh, uh, Kyle Fletcher and um, Dunkerton, Dunk, uh, Dunkzilla, sorry. Uh, for example, um, uh, Will Ospreay, I haven't wrestled him yet. Okada, I don't think, I mean, I've had a tag match against him a long, 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 long time ago. But no singles. Um, 
Tanahashi as well. Oh yeah, Okada. I just passed him. That six man. Um, same with same with Tanahashi. Same with Ishi. Same with um, uh, Naito. Um, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of New Japan guys. Um, Sonata. You know, just the list goes on and on and on. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of other guys. Um, I don't think I have it. As, I did have two singles matches with uh, Mystico, original Mystico uh, in WWE that were non-televised. Uh, maybe one for TV would be fun, just for posterity. And then there's a whole bunch of guys from CMLL too that I've never been in the ring with. Um, you know, Baltimore Guerreros, Ray Buccaneers, all those guys um, that I want to. And there's a whole bunch of guys in AEW um, that I haven't been in the ring with uh, that, I, that I want to, um, you know, like uh, Action and Reddies, you know, that I haven't had a singles match with. Um, Darius Martin, uh, you know, so forth. So I think we, we, we had a tag match with him. Um, but there's there's a whole bunch of guys in AW as well that have been uh, Brody King, you know, was on my list until you know the Continental Classic. So um, you know, we just talked about uh, you know Jay White, um uh Roosh, uh, Strickland, never I was never in the ring with Strickland yet. Uh, Keith Lee, we haven't had a singles match with him either. So it's just the list goes on and on and on. So there's definitely options, definitely options out there. Uh, question number nine, AEW is full of young talent. Who has really impressed you as a guy you know is going to be a megastar someday? Um, really good question, because here's the, here's, the, here's the thing with that, right? There's always the guys who are the obvious choices, and then there's the guys who have to work extra hard, but they'll be way more successful, if that makes sense. Um, for example, uh, we just saw the resurgence of Daniel Garcia, I feel, because he was very high up, you know, like he was like, uh, I remember uh, him and Yuda main eventing in Buffalo about a year ago when I just started. And then he kind of, for uh, lack of a better term, got lost in the shuffle. And now he came back in a huge way, you know, um, with his dance and everything, and he got all shredded and stuff. Um, uh, you know, so that's that was one of those like you may have like looked like overlooked him for a bit, but now he's back, right? And I feel like he's back better than ever. Uh, I feel like it's similar with like Yuda. You know, he's like he's always on the cusp. You just need to find that moment. You know, um, which is which is which is really hard to do uh, because you just again it comes down to consistency. You just have to perform on a consistent basis for so long. Um, but there's there's a lot of guys in AEW that I feel have that potential. Uh, it will just come down to are they going to be able to produce high level um, output on a really long time? Because especially I feel nowadays uh, with the way content works. If you have like a, this like viral promo or viral match or whatever, it's viral for a day, and then it's something else comes along. So you have to do that high like viral or whatever you want to call it, the high output like over a con consistent for a long period of time till people be like, oh man, he's great and he's consistently great. Um, but I feel like there's there's a lot of guys in AW on their way, and um, a lot of guys that are out there to. To want to want to prove something it will just kind of like time will tell i love that man that's a very very good uh insight on that last question question number 10 you actually already answered it which was what was it like the, to do the big swing on chris jerk on top of the blood and guts cat uh cage so we already talked about that uh yep. so so we got that in the books uh 
Thank you so much, Claudio, for uh, doing this interview with me and really spending the time to give some really great answers. I feel like I just learned so much and got so many great stories. Uh, before we go, uh, please tell the people where they can follow you, where they can support you. Uh, check out AEW World's End and all of that. Yeah, um, well, definitely, you know, watch AEW World's End. Uh, it's going to be live on Bleach Report. Uh, you can just I guess, make an account there and log in. That's how it works. Um, and then, of course, you know, support AEW, watch AEW, follow AEW Wrestling uh, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. Uh, I have Twitter and Instagram. I think it's Claudio CSRO. I think I signed up on Threats as well. That's the new thing. I guess it was just like, do you want to make an account? I'm like, sure. Uh, I'm not good with social media. I'm open about that because I feel um, a lot of people just try to Again, I'm going to go on a big tribe here, but I'm just going to do whatever I feel on social media because I feel like a lot of people put on an act and they just live vicariously through social media. And I feel like people should live more in the real world because um, if you let social media dictate your life, it will most likely be miserable for you because there's a lot of negativity on there and there's a lot of positivity in life with like friends and stuff. Um, and even the people who say, they, oh, I don't look at the negative stuff like you do and you pick it up and it can like ruin your day or at least a couple of minutes, which means you're not happy when you should be with your friends or family or whatever. And that's just not worth it. So if you see me on there, I'll post a thing or two or something I think is funny. Uh, good. I appreciate you guys following me. Um, but I'm also not the guy that um, I, I wrestle and that's what I do well. I'm not going to be a preacher or telling you how to live your life or like, oh, this is what you have to do. There's so many people out there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know that are like, you know, like, do this to be successful. Like, I, I always laugh. Yes. At people, like, five points to be successful on YouTube. And I'm like, yeah, no. Like, if you would only need five points, everybody would do it. I watch <laughs> those. Yeah, but, the, but here's the thing. Like, you, you take what works for you, right? And yes, then, yes. But there's so much more work that goes into it, right? I can give you five five tips to be a, a great professional wrestler. And it's like, yeah, but like one is going to be like, I don't know, rest as much as you can, right? And then it's like, okay, then it's up to you to put in the reps, right? But there's no, for anything you do, there's no uh, magic pill. Because if there would be, again, everybody would do it. And there's a lot of people I feel like come off preachy. Uh, and I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be like, you know, bitter old guy. Uh, so it's just, I'm like one of those, I'm like, oh, you know what? I just, I enjoy it actually. A lot of the stuff that's going on, like the people like criticize, I'm like, I oh, know that's, that's, that's great. It, I know it's not meant for me. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like everybody always feels they have to give their opinion. And I'm like, I, I, I don't. So, um, so if you see me on social media, I, I do appreciate you. I do appreciate you following me, but I also know I have to step up my social media game. So maybe I watched the five videos. <laughs> the video <laughs> How to five, boost your social media. Five points how to boost my social media score. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I really appreciate uh, your time and, um, you know, having me on here. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so very much. Thank you to everybody watching. Please do not forget to check out AEW Worlds and the links are going to be in the description box below. And until next time, this is Claudio Castagnoli. I'm Denise Salcedo and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit the bell below, right? So you are notified every single time, uh, you know, a new video comes out and keep up the good work. Thank you, Denise. I appreciate it.